Life happens with Pimelo Modine. Okay, so this month is also Endometriosis Awareness Month. Endometriosis affects approximately 176 million people worldwide and is a leading cause of infertility and has profound effects on the quality of life for many women around the world. Lynn Zernama, founder of the Endometriosis Society of South Africa, as well as a member of a Facebook group called Endometriosis Support Group. Thank you so much for joining us. She joins us now on the line. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon and thank you very much for having me. So having an awareness like this this month means what for many women who suffer for endometriosis? Well, it means that we have the opportunity to raise awareness about what the symptoms are and to encourage women to go and seek help and not lose hope. It's, it's a difficult one, you know, because bleeding would be... Uh, what would be normal, deemed normal, for many women who are on uh, who are on their menstrual cycle. So a lot of bleeding and pain, pain sometimes very associated with menstrual um, cycles as well. I'm just trying to get to the point where one should be concerned and should be going to seek help um, because some of these symptoms are symptoms that they think are just normal. Absolutely, Camilla, and I'm very, very glad that you raised that point. Um, one of our key messages is really to alert women and girls that painful periods, very, very painful periods, where you perhaps vomit or faint and you cannot just get a normal daily activities, are abnormal. They are not normal. Sadly, we are raised as young girls just to suck it up and to yeah. think that these are just womanly problems yeah. and we should get on with our lives. Yeah. But one of the key messages, and if we can take something home today, it is to keep in mind that if your period is painful and is hindering you in terms of your life and your lifestyle, you should really go and have it checked out and ask your doctor to consider whether it could be endometriosis. Could it affect someone who has not yet gone through a menstrual cycle, a young woman? No. 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 It's a, it's, a, it's a condition. It's a chronic condition that's associated with women and girls once they become, they become adult girls, once they enter into the, into the adolescence, once uh, you start having periods. So let's quickly define it for, for everybody who's listening there so that there's clarity. So endometriosis is when the lining of the womb, in medical terms it's the womb, the uterus, um, grows outside the uterus. So it may grow on your bladder, it could grow on your ovaries or fallopian tubes, um, it could grow anywhere. And um, the problem is just that in, under normal circumstances, your period occurs because the normal lining that is inside the uterus grows and swells up under the influence of your estrogen and progesterone throughout the month. At the, if if a, um, a fertilized um, a fertilized fetus or a, a fetus, a, a fertilized, sorry, ovum is not conceived for, um, by the uterus and you don't become pregnant, then the, this lining breaks down and you get your period. If you have endometriosis, the same process takes place on the endometrium or the endometrial-like tissue that is also growing outside the uterus. It also swells up, it mm. also breaks down, but there's no way for the debris or for the blood to go mm. and therefore it can cause adhesions, or, or other problems and the pain that is often associated with endometriosis. And, and the diagnosis thereof, is it easy? You know, it becomes easier. It's, um, sometimes 
you know, doctors can confuse it with other conditions that mm. have similar symptoms. Mm. But generally, um, a doctor that understands endometriosis can make a suspected diagnosis based on the symptoms and your history. Or alternatively, you can go for a definitive diagnosis via laparoscopy. So, so let's talk about that treatment. Um, what options do women have? There are many different options. So there's surgical options where doctors can go in, take a look, see if there's endometriosis and then excise it or take it out. Or there are different medications that, that you can take depending on what your symptoms are and what your doctor's insights are into your condition. The problem is that endometriosis is not curable, so it's a chronic disease. Yeah. And so this, even if you have it excised or cut out via laparoscopy, if you are not put onto medication that suppresses the growth, will grow again, generally. Uh, and I was going to say, the risk of it returning and recurring and recurring, that's the problem, isn't it? Well, it depends. It, it is, technically, that's the problem because, as I said, it is a, it's a chronic disease. Yes. But if you are, you know, with medication that suppresses the growth, then you can minimize the, the, the recurrence. I mean, it's it's quite sad. Um, we can minimize the, uh, the recurrence and pain thereof. I mean, how manageable is it? Especially, um, and I just wonder about, for instance, surgery being an option for young people. Uh, you know, a young lady who's just started her period. That's you know, quite risky, isn't it? That's a, that's a very good question. And thank you for asking it. Because many women with endometriosis are subject to many, many laparoscopies and repeated surgeries. Hmm. And today we know if we look at the guidelines and we look at the information that, you know, that we've accumulated over many, many years, we do know that too many laparoscopies are really not good for, for women. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have an effect on your, um, on your fertility. And so, you know, the days of having repeated laparoscopies every year, every second year really should be considered as as not optimal, and especially in context that we have medication available today that can suppress the growth. So um, it's not the, the, the medication, what, what does it do? Just shrink, shrinks the actual growth itself? It depends which medication you use. So you have different groups of medication, some which shrink the growth of the, the, the growth and some which suppress the estrogen okay. and therefore stop or limit the regrowth of the endometriosis. Yes. So it really depends on which medication is prescribed for you and that would, you know, in 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 all probability be discussed or be discussed between the doctor and the patient so that the outcome and or the or what they're looking for can be um, can be looked at and also the side effects that the patient would be subject to can be discussed and managed properly. You know, we speak about perceptions and that's part of the problem. Some, sometimes people get treatment way too late because, as you said, it's just ach, another woman problem. Ach, take a panado, just go rest a little bit, you'll be fine type of thing. Yes. Uh, just, yes. I'm just wondering about insisting on getting proper treatment, who you must insist checks you out and who you must insist does something about uh, what you suspect to be endometriosis? Well, I think that definitely if you are suffering, you know, it's different, if you are suffering from your period and you, to the extent that you cannot during your period time or even in between your periods, that you are in pain and finding it difficult to, to, um, to just accommodate normal daily activities, you should go to a doctor and you should ask them to look for endometriosis. And if you are not happy with the outcome or you're, you're doctor is not taking you seriously, go for a second or a third or a fourth opinion. You can also join the RFC support groups, very good support groups on Facebook, 
which um, can direct you and help you to access doctors who know about endometriosis and understand endometriosis. Having said that, all doctors should at least be able to identify the possibility of endometriosis and if they're not comfortable in managing this disease, because it can be very complex, then they should be referring the patients on to a gynecologist or an endometriosis specialist. But it's not to say that a general practitioner cannot manage endometriosis. They are very equipped to do so. So obviously, as you said, the thing to do is to raise your hand and, and just insist on getting the kind of help that you think it's not okay for you to be bleeding and feeling pain and not being able to go to school or to go to work. You should insist on getting assistance. Well, that's why there is a campaign called Hashtag Speak Up About Endometriosis. Yeah. If you go into the social media now and you type that in, you'll find many messages about endometriosis that the support groups are running in order to raise awareness and educate women about the symptoms of endometriosis, about its treatment, about how it's diagnosed, and to help them gain the confidence so that they can actually speak up and, and access the treatment that is available for them. Lynn, thank you so, so much for giving us time this afternoon. Lynn Zinema, who is a founder of the Endometriosis Society of South Africa, also a member of a face gr- uh, Facebook group uh, or called Endometriosis Support Group. Go to the Facebook page and, and if you are suspecting that you're suffering from endometriosis, get that information from there. Thank you very much, Lynn. And uh, we will have that available as a podcast. Two o'clock now. Let's Let's go to Utsi Lesako for the latest in SAB.